0: I don't see you. with your stupid face? So far, so good. Mm. We'll get into it. They started to move me off with this. Oh,
1: like i I ironically love this movie now
0: why does that be ironic because the thought i had was we were just born in the wrong time we're like marv from sin city we came decades too late we came right at the end we're like tony soprano we were at the end of this we were born when this comes out and we missed it great movies great movies in the early 80s it's
2: so bad
1: this song I was I was rolling in my seat. <laughs> the title of the movie The
2: Scotch on the rocks. Please any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend of course. Uh single malt. Plan livid, clen fitting perhaps, maybe a glen gown, any Glen.
1: I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred.
0: I'll just—I'll disagree with you, James. I always think that's way better. Uh-huh. Just put it on Front Street. This is all Get the right moves, baby. This is what we're about. We're going we're gonna to sing about it before we show you two hours of story.
1: <laughs> uh, it just makes me wish there was some like big rousing score of like saving private Ryan.
0: I mean, maybe it doesn't play as well when Tom Hanks and spoiler alert, everyone else dies. <laughs> you no, know, not as cheerful. Um,
1: mm. Everybody in that Pennsylvania town Is probably going to die Lonely and poor If the movie is to be be believed
0: (laughs) I really like their uh, (laughs) Their exclusive mud practices In Mudville
1: (laughs) You could have learned what it is To be a man in this mud today Says Craig T. Nelson Wasted too much good material I don't want anything to put this program in a bad light. We have got the opportunity of a lifetime, and I'm sorry, but I am not going to stand by and let other people compromise the whole darn thing. You know, and I know, this could lead to something very unfortunate. It's ticking you off. I'm talking about the playing around that's going on. I'm talking about the young girls. I'm talking about the cookies. I'm talking about keeping our pants zipped and our wicks dry around here. Mr. Glenn, you are way out of line. I'd advise you not to try to foist your view of morality on anybody else in this group. Each man here has volunteered to do a job. Each man here is devoting long hours of training to prepare for it. And doing many things above and beyond the strict call of duty. Such as morale tours of factories, such as bringing girls up to your room in the middle of the night, and foregoing any semblance of an orderly family life. And Mister. Glenn, as long as a man uses good sense, what he does with his zipper or his wick is his own business.
2: Yeah. Hold it,
1: just a minute. I'm from Life Magazine. I'm not with Life people. Life. You
2: can't go in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. What Science, of a a pilot does what he's not with wife?
1: John's
0: yeah. wife. Whether we like it or not, we're public figures. Whether we deserve it or not. People are going to look up to us. We have got a tremendous responsibility
1: here.
2: You cannot tell a pilot what he's doing when not he's he he not flying. Wait a minute.
1: You got it all wrong. The issue here ain't pussy. The issue here is monkey. What? Us? We are the monkey. What Gus is saying is that we're missing the point. What Gus is saying is that we all heard the rumor that they want to send a monkey up first. Well, none of us wants to think that they're going to send a monkey up to do a man's work. But what Gus is saying is that what they're trying to do to us is send a man up to do a monkey's work. Us, a bunch of college-trained chimpanzees. Okay, now, Bubba. All right, so what Gus is saying is that we got to change things around here. He's saying that we are pilots. And we know more about what we need to fly this thing than anybody else. So what we have to do is to alter the experiment. And What that comes down to is who is going to control this thing from here on out. What Gus is saying here is that we've got to stick together on this deal. There's no reason for us to do three episodes. <laughs> this is going to be an absolute shit show.
0: You say that, Jared, but this is the type of stuff that people like message me about. Saying that I really dug when y'all started talking about cockfights for a half hour. <laughs>
2: Some people people think it's animal cruelty, but those cocks are just so angry at one another. (laughs) It's okay.
0: (laughs) Welcome to our All the Right Moves episode. (laughs) (laughs) And and the right stuff. We're going to show the appropriate amount of respect for masculinity on film, (laughs) real life heroes, and Tom Cruise, who I guess is also a real life hero. Uh, (laughs) Josh, you have something you'd like to say? No. (laughs) Uh, uh, Jared, give us the... Go ahead and get the homework out of the way. Uh We have uh, one film that was a uh, success upon initial release and one that was a bust. Uh, This time, All the Right Moves was the initial success, Although uh, The Right Stuff, I believe, was uh, set up to be like the year's like top grossing film and just didn't make it there, mm-hmm. but it did get nominated for Best Picture. So we have two somewhat populous films and All The Right Moves and The Right Stuff. Give us the numbers before I turned over to our cockfight MC, <laughs> Josh Dodson. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, the Right Stuff had uh, 98% from the critics, 90% from the audience, so pretty well received, but it only did $21.5 million on a $27 million budget. <clears throat> All the Right Moves, conversely, uh, 53% from the critics, 39% from the audience, uh, 17233000 on a $5.6 million budget.
0: Because both of these, at least now, or at least they were known to me. I had not seen either one of them, but I don't think either one of these is a pure forgotten film.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, just bringing it up, I was like where's the forgotten film now these are both movies i know about so even now i'm uncertain which one's supposed to be which to be honest i'll I'll put a different (laughs) question there
0: since we are recording three episodes back to back to back uh, i know this could go off the rails quickly so should we uh talk about the real life heroes the (laughs) the mercury we should probably probably do that all right the right stuff uh yeah we'll see how long before josh uh, drops a New Kids on the Block reference, and then he, we will know. That will be a signal to me and Jared and to future Mike, the editor. You ruined it. No, because that's, that's the cue where I'm like, all right, we are done with this, it's time to get to all the right moves and <laughs> boobies and Tom Cruise taking his clothes off. I put it out there to you all that this is, and maybe this is the reason I stayed away from it, uh, this is a really long movie. This is an old-fashioned epic. This is... Lord what uh three
2: hours and 13 minutes it's Jared's funny it. that you, it's funny that you said it's why you stayed away from it because let me tell you something all the way back to the days in high school when you when you worked at our local video store mm-hmm. uh video solution yep really aging um, us up there shout out i to would <laughs> i would spend some <laughs>
0: medium long day business <laughs> yeah
2: I, I uh, many times would walk the aisles there just trying to find something different to watch. And I can't tell you how many times I looked at the right stuff. As somebody in my youth who really liked like the idea of like, space, and sp- I, I loved the fall of 13. Came out, what, uh,
0: 95, 96? Mid-90s, so yeah. You'd yeah. think you would, didn't go to the store and check out the right stuff,
2: but something mm-hmm. stopped you. Yeah. Every time I looked at it, I was like, "I really need to watch that." I bet I would love it, and I would. I, it was that super thick box, dual VHS tapes. Yeah, it's like I, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> and to this day, up until up, up until now, <laughs> I had not watched. Well, but for that reason, I, I told
0: you on text. I was I was preparing you weeks in advance. I'm like, "Hey, this is a long one. You know, we've had mm-hmm. some shorter ones. You know, Happy Death Day, Bad Luck Go, oh, those are short, ninety minute movies. What have you?" Uh, I was like, you may want to approach this like I am as like an HBO miniseries. Like I'm watching this sort of in segments and you kind of can because it, it takes you through the build up, basically to the American space program uh, when they're testing out, if they can even, they can break the sound barrier, uh, all of those stages. So it does feel episodic in nature. Um, for that reason, I, I was reading into, there was some strange criticism about it from the the author of the book, Tom Wolfe. Uh, that this is based on the original screenwriter is William uh, Goldman, who did uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, very mm-hmm. famous screenwriter, uh, and he didn't like the final product because he was saying, uh, and I think both of them felt like what the filmmaker here, Philip Kaufman, focused on, he really fell in love with Chuck Yeager, played by Sam Shepard here. Yeah, and you watched yeah. the movie, and I, I actually didn't read that until after the fact, just like, oh, you know, how was this perceived? Uh, I know it was, I knew it was a box office failure, but as I said, it got nominated for best picture. So critically, I knew there was some positive response and man, you watch the movie and you're like, uh, yeah, their criticisms aren't wrong. I'm not saying that makes the movie bad, but yeah, he is clearly like, it's like, (laughs) uh, we did on our old podcast, War Machine versus Wars, so we did Spy Games, one of the initial episodes, and we all sort of like loved how like Brad Pitt was filmed like in slow-mo explosions with that, like, beautiful hair. <laughs> Chuck Yeager, it's like he walks in a room and he's filmed that way. Like, There's, yeah. there's, the, there's the most manly man of all men, and like everyone <laughs> wants to be him, every woman wants him. Is there anything wrong with that? Do did, did you all uh, dislike that element of the film?
2: Uh, just, go ahead, Jared.
1: I just like you guys said, uh, the one thing that I came away from this film is like they could have cut a lot of this Chuck Yeager stuff out a lot and made this film a lot shorter. He has this almost like mythic quality whenever you see him on screen. And it's like I likened it to this, you know, uh, like the death of the cowboy or something like he's the last one wanting to ride these uh these airplanes trying to go at mock speed and we're like chuck we're going to space no i'm going to go faster no we're going to space we're going to the moon no i'm going faster like and then okay there's an element of
0: it that I felt maybe would have been played differently it's kind of touched on here where uh there's some throwaway lines uh where he does not have a uh, college education he's just you know he's just an every a, man yeah. well yeah i mean he went to war and so he has the training and so that's when all hands on deck as a country uh, mm. but now, even though he's maybe the most capable, uh, he's not qualified, even though clearly, I, I guess that's what the film was trying to get at. It was like, well, he's the one that sort of laid the groundwork for all this. And he was the one willing mm. to risk his life to test out these planes and these speeds, but he is left behind. And I guess that's where that complaint comes in is, uh, it's weird that they book in the film kind of spoiler alert with him. Cause I feel like if this was an HBO miniseries, he might be in the
2: first episode, but then you'd never hear about him again. That's that's where my issue with the character came's. I, I, I actually think all the early stuff in the film with him is very appropriate because uh oh, yeah. them breaking the sound barrier and to me that's they're they're it's they're showing all progression. Yeah, they're showing all the baby steps of getting up to the space program. And yeah, that's that's the the one of the earliest steps. It's the natural progression. And Jared, you're, you're very correct. I, I wouldn't say he's like the last cowboy, but uh, astronauts are very much referred to as cowboys, and we certainly get that spirit with him early on. That Space cowboys coming to an episode soon. Well, Plenty there Smith you go. I'm sure you
0: didn't pass on that one in the video solution days. You probably right I have there. not watched it, thank you Seriously. very much. Wow, I have not that, seen
2: space cowboys.
0: I, I would have bet any amount of money I've got in my wallet that Josh Dotson has seen Sp- space cowboys at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not All opposed right. to watching. It, but I have will, not seen it. We will
2: rectify that on the show. I've not okay. seen it either, so we'll we'll handle that. Sorry, Jared. But <laughs> but uh, you know, so I I'm off about the you know him kind of being revered because I mean it's face it, it, it does take a certain level of like uh, a certain combination of crazy and like just being a manly man. Be like I'm I'm going yeah, strap me to that rocket. And uh, make it go faster than it's capable of going, and um, let's see what happens. I'll pilot it. Uh, so, I mean, I enjoyed that aspect of like seeing these men. That uh, yeah, they're supposed to, they're, they're not meatheads to the degree of they're intelligent people. They have to have great skill and, and, and great intelligence to do this, but at the same time, they are kind of crazy because they they don't seem to have that sense of danger of what they're doing. There's more of a that ego of like I have to be the one to do it. I want to be the first in line to do it.
0: And his relationship with his uh, wife, I guess, is a mm-hmm. lot different than the uh, astronauts we'll see in the actual uh, program, where that you see mm-hmm. them greatly concerned about them, you know, coming back. The dangers, uh, even though everyone knows the score, they know when you're trying to be first to do something. There's an, obviously an unknown element there yeah. of survival. Uh, but there's a scene with uh, Jaeger and his, I guess, homestead where she uh, she's like, you know, if you ever basically if you ever lose that edge, we're done. And i was like, well, what <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? Like what? And I guess that's that's where I, I agree with Jared on the elements. You could cut down. It's not that the scenes themselves are bad, but I kept always wondering, like, why are we seeing this? Much why it. are we cutting back to this? Like, I like I I like the idea of what you're saying, the progression, where once we, yeah. we have that baton handoff, mm-hmm. we go on to the next. Yeah, man. I
2: felt. I felt no need to come back to him at the end of it. To me, he was just part of that natural progression. Mm-hmm. He made those first steps. Uh, but not knowing his full history, when, when we came back to him, I thought, oh, he's going to contribute something else. And it was like, no, he nope. wrecked a plane and it <laughs> back down to safety, which is good. I'm badass with
0: flames behind yeah, him. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that was, that was very unnecessary. That was unnecessary. I felt like that could have been trimmed for certain. Yeah. I don't Jared, disagree what are, with what do you against men?
0: What do you got against being a manly man?
1: Uh as long as it's in the first act, nothing. About <laughs> 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 the third act, I'm done with you.
0: Jared is definitely in that more uh, "No Country for Old Men" type. <laughs> like by the third <laughs> act, it's it's time to hang it up. <laughs> like <this> is, <laughs> you know, shooting guns and put my life on. Hey, Those days some, are beyond me.
2: Jared wants some sloppy and emotional by the third act. That's that's how he likes it. I did not say that at all. Which uh, astronaut here of the original uh, spoke
0: to you more, Jared? Which one did you like following for a certain amount of time more than the others? Uh,
2: Jared was Gus.
0: Gus here played by, uh, who's the actor that plays Gus? I don't think he's a... Ward. Fred Ward. Ward. Okay, Uh, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: No, you would be Gus because uh, he gets kicked out and uh, (laughs) he stole some chicken strips. (laughs)
0: Such a, I don't even think we need to explain it. That's a deep pull <laughs> into the mythology of us as friends, <laughs> and I think it plays better if you don't know the story. Where it's like, <laughs> did I miss something in this three and a half hour movie where Gus stole some chicken strips from us?
2: <laughs> I don't remember him getting kicked out. I remember him being a coward like Jared and bailing ship out of his. Strong words. <laughs> I was gonna go with a different uh, insult to Jerry. Historically, but, that was never proven, though, was it? No, that was uh, uh,
0: that's something that was sort of a controversy. I, I mean, it was accurate to the point that they don't really know what happened, but and it was accurate that it was sort of a black eye on this this guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. But he ended up. I mean, it's not like he got. Yeah, uh, I, I believe he he perishes. Um, actually just having seen first man, uh, he's a character in there. He, he perishes in, the, I think, was it the first Apollo was it Apollo one? Uh, it was, yeah, it was one of them. Yeah. I don't
2: remember which one.
0: Um, yeah, I was going to go with a different, fire or something. different insult to Jared. Uh, I was going to say he was going to be the Scott Glenn character that has to urinate on himself. And, That's uh, true, oh. and enjoys it. And like, like, oh yeah, has a smile on his face as he's getting ready to be shot up in a rocket into space, <laughs> and it seems more pleased oh, with the fact yeah. that he's able to piss himself in this <laughs>
2: this I, expensive I, I container. Actually, I actually thought Jared was more of the Gordon Cooper who was taking another nap before being launched. Oh, as I mean, Jared has know, to get you he want to talk about progression.
0: It got less insulting, Jared, as it went on there. I feel like from uh, a man who is kicked, you know. <laughs> has a black eye on the program later perishes to pissing yourself, uh to falling asleep, napping.
2: Except He wouldn't he wouldn't be John Glenn though, an American hero.
0: Well Oh <laughs> uh,
2: this episode's real fun.
0: <laughs> Jared, don't take insult to that. I actually felt like the way John Glenn is portrayed is that he's kind of a fuddy duddy. Josh, I'm gonna say that's you. Bring it! I'll be John Glenn. That sounds about right. I'd be John Glenn, any (laughs) other astronauts. There's a sequence where he, uh, which is kind of strange in this long movie, where he uh, takes the rest of them to task for, I guess, having uh, barroom tales that they're chasing. uh, Primarily the Dennis Quaid character and I guess the Fred Ward, uh, which I don't know if that's accurate. Uh, And I don't, I don't remember which one of them says it, but it's like, hey we got bigger problems here. Like they're going to shoot me on the tip of a rocket into space. (laughs) And you care about like basically what I'm doing in my free time. And on the one hand, I felt like, I don't know necessarily if this needs to be in here, but I guess it does humanize them in a way where it does bring your attention back to like, Hey, let's keep our eye on the ball. And uh, I guess unites them against like the, the engineers, as far as that are kind of kind of Mm, trying to strip the humanity out of what they're doing, saying that they're based, they're basically just there for photo ops, Treating
2: them like monkeys, like, yeah, like we every, everything like we the chimpanzees. Sure, that we're in everything
0: face. everything else can be done just from like you know from Houston. Basically, we can we can control it, and you're just there to uh, take your picture if you survive. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there there were some behind the scenes stuff that I, I you know it not being of our era that I did appreciate, uh, but I did throw it out there to you. All, and I don't know if we, I mean, I don't know where you all stand on actually once you get through the movie if you enjoyed it. But would you have enjoyed it more if this is just a television miniseries? Because I, I don't see it being made like this. I don't see this, you know, epic three-hour-plus movie. I, I think this would go to TV
2: now. I think uh, it would be more enjoyable, probably as a like a miniseries or something. Because there there was some fat to be trimmed, but I feel like they, for the most part. They 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 had what they needed in there because it it wasn't just this, it's not Apollo thirteen where it's just this one mission we're going to build up to it and then do it and then it's done it's like Which we is said an, it's
0: an a, action movie really
2: yeah we're we're seeing the progression of <clears throat> pre space program up through you know John Glenn you know orbiting around the Earth so that is not going to be something you can get into an hour and a half movie. Uh, it would probably be more palpable as a miniseries of getting it in chunks and just kind of taking it in little by little versus having to sit down for three and a quarter hours. Um, well, you remove the complaints
0: of how long I've been sitting in one stretch. Yeah. And you also, you know, then you probably don't complain about why are they giving me this information? You're probably just more receptive or more appreciative to getting as much as you can out of it.
2: Yeah, because I fully accepted that we were watching an, an ensemble and I was cool with. Uh, actually, there's a couple of the astronauts I would have liked to have had a little more information on because they, they didn't really go into anything about them whatsoever. It it would have been nice to have seen that. I, I didn't want to sit in a movie, though, any longer to, to get that information. But like, had it been a min- miniseries, I could have gotten around to everybody and um, had those character moments. You know who doesn't want to sit
0: anymore for this podcast? Nasty Hellcat. cat. me. <laughs> Did oh. I hear snoring? I, I love the quiet, distant from the microphone, that's me. <laughs> on, Jared. Jared, you hated every bit of this, didn't you?
1: Yeah, too long.
0: <laughs> Come on, Jared, you're the star of the show. You have to give more hate than that.
1: Too long.
0: What are you talking about?
1: Too long. Running time too long.
0: I think you've got to give more to Hiro. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to all the right moves. <laughs> Jared, give us the numbers on this one. I
1: already did.
0: What the running time is what I mean.
1: That was uh, ninety-one minutes.
0: And this is acceptable to you yep. it is <laughs> and your favorite part
1: all of them <laughs>
0: that all the all, all, all the right ones yep I was gonna say that leaves way too much wiggle room <laughs> as far as what you can allow Josh to say at that point
1: what's it matter
2: Sure, <laughs> 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 I made the play no you do it my way or it's, highway. it's a highway Georgia man Tom Cruise is Stefan Georgievich. Looking to trade football for an education. He's been put down. This is for players. You're right back with the cheerleader. And pushed around long enough. Now he's fighting for the only dream he ever had. Because cost us a game. You quit. We didn't quit. You quit. He's only
1: got one chance. A chance to make all the right moves. Rated R. Check newspapers for selected theaters.
0: All right, so we were <laughs> at the very start of this, Jared. And clearly... Not a fan of the length of the right stuff, but you said something about enjoying all the right moves ironically
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's not meant to be actually enjoyed in a sense of actually enjoying the film like it's so terrible as far as all the all the acting is terrible the the plot of the movie is terrible. it's kind of insulting as you've gotten older as well that just making an honest living is something that I've got to get away from. Okay, you know, it's, okay. it's
0: I it's, I hadn't considered that cuz when as you were saying that I'm like, well, I, I didn't know if you meant like the 80s style between the music and the acting or cuz I, I, this is probably something that I think I don't it's not a technical remake but we've seen again like uh from more our time period Varsity Blues where you have a character who is almost unnaturally talented at something he has no interest in, the James Vanderbilt character and he aspires to get away and go to an Ivy League school and get out of this small town. So I'm not totally removed from all the right uh moves that's a different school and i think he he wants to be an engineer uh specifically so i i had not really thought about that way so you find the film to be like generationally insulting like it's like teenager perspective of like i'm better than getting like a nine to five job like my father did or my grandfather
1: it's probably generational and you know, I'm sure we all probably felt that way when we were younger as well as we don't want to end up, you know, at quote like that, but you know, there's no, (laughs) our, our text message thread with the Cosby actor or whatever that, you know, he's getting shamed for doing an actual job. Like there's no shame in like pulling your weight and doing a nine to five job through the week.
0: Josh, did you, I mean, you're, you're watching this. uh, I don't, I don't know if I can call it a teen comedy or, uh wikipedia has it labeled as a sports drama i guess that would be best but you're watching this film now i mean what is your take on it because you know this is definitely not from our time period this is right when we were born are you sort of looking at it as an 80s movie or are you are you applying it to like if they, this came out today do you think it could still work
2: uh probably work a lot less i, I think you have certain areas i know we have it in kentucky in Eastern kentucky with the uh, coal mining where you have areas where there's like one profession and if you're gonna if you're gonna remain where you've grown up and and live your life there that's pretty much the one profession you're gonna have to undertake in order to make it otherwise <laughs> your options are just that limited and so I don't know if places like you know Pennsylvania where the steel working is if that's if their options are still that limited there or not but uh, so I, I would say it's probably very limited as to how many people really feel like that's their reality, but I'm sure it still exists. Uh, I have to say I preferred the story as it was told in October sky. And um, it might hmm. be less thrilling, okay. not, not being football, but uh, I, I certainly appreciated seeing, you know, this kid trying to do everything he could to uh, achieve his dream and not be stuck in the rut of just another life (laughs) working in that movie. It was the coal mines. Um,
0: Yeah. And I would say one of the bigger sins uh, as a sports fan is I didn't really understand the sports drama aspect of it uh, from the football perspective. Like the, 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 what the coach is asking for him here uh, feels like it could have worked in the opposite. Like there's repeated scenes and games practices where you have the coach, played by Craig T. Nelson, telling Tom Cruise to to go after the ball, basically to play. I don't want to say more reckless, but go for the big play more. And you see the Tom Cruise character playing more conservative. And I felt like that was oddly flipped. You, like you would think yeah. that the the hotshot cocky athlete would be like out for himself, want to make like highlight reel sort of catches and like put himself on the map above the team. Instead, you see a guy that's trying to play more conservative and less flashy. And they, they play it straight. That's that's actually what screws them, is him playing so conservative, just I guess sound football, like just playing the man and not going all or nothing. Uh I don't know if that totally works. Maybe it's just not meant to be for sports fans, but I found that to be odd. I don't
2: know how, how much they vocalized it, but I know like that first um that scene where the, the college uh um recruiter comes to see Tom Cruise and his family. Uh, asks him what he's looking for, you know, Tom Cruise said, is like, uh, I'm trying to get to school on a on a football scholarship and, and survive it. That way I can get an education. He's basically saying, like, I won't play football to get there, but uh, I don't want it to hurt me. I don't want to, like, ruin my life getting injured. And stuff. Yeah, so that's true. That kind of reflects well, and I, I, I don't know if the movie does a good enough job pulling that theme out, but you can definitely kind of read that into it. Jared, you're more of a uh, football
0: uh, person than either myself or Josh. So, what what did you make of just that aspect of the movie?
1: Um, it's strangely really relevant today. I, they had a lot of foresight there, touching on the point that uh, you guys were making as far as he doesn't want football to ruin his life in terms of his health and being able to walk whenever he's older. That's that's hugely relevant today, and that's Definitely, a lot of uh, that's ahead of its time. More way ahead of its time, a lot more foresight than it was probably given back whenever the movie came out. Um, As far as the actual sports itself, I thought it was (laughs) – it's it's a drama with some sports in it peppered in because it was definitely – to be that much of a focus on football, it didn't really – the scenes of the actual football felt kind of poor.
0: I actually thought the film would be better. uh, I mean, it would be a little bit more – I don't know if experimental would be the word, but – it, there's a long stretch on the, you know, the big game where they're playing like I guess the big state school that you know is, comes from like a wealthier background. They have like this almost professional sort of training setting. Their locker rooms are better, and there's all this hype. They also per, put this small school on the map, and in that case, also the coaches and the players as far as them ability to move on to other schools if they beat them. And I, I was like, maybe this movie just would have. Ben Cooler just worked better if it was just all about that, like, build up to that one game. Because it, after the game, where strangely uh, Tom Cruise's character is punished for taking up for, like, a fellow player, you would think, like, even though he's sort of sassing the coach, you would think, <laughs> it's not like he was out of bounds as far as cussing the coach directly. Like, instead, he's just like, hey, you know, we all played hard. and You know, we actually did outplay them. We just, you know, just kind of bad breaks happened. Uh, he's kicked off the team <laughs> immediately by uh the coach craig d nelson and uh then you see him sort of ambling home like he's walking home he's getting drunk he hitches a ride he ends up uh, uh accidentally taking part and vandalizing the coach's house i felt like hey this is there's a really cool movie here if it's about this one game and its effect it's going to have on this kid and that coach and that community if it's almost like Days and confused if it's like that one day 24 hours like people's reaction like do something that I think a lot of people who aren't sports fans probably look at and say, like, hey, that's just a meaningless game. But in the context of this film, especially for Tom Cruise's character, it's going to stop him from being able to call, go to college. Because as Josh said, he's just using football for as long as he can use it. As long as you know the, the bare minimum, he has to use it before he can go on and become an engineer and uh, do some other passion. Uh, that's probably a little bit unfair on my part to you know say, <laughs> hey, this early 80s uh, teen movie. Maybe should have been like a twenty four hour period. Uh something like you know, Link Later would do with Days and Fuse. That's an independent film. Um but there are elements here that I really dug. The stuff I didn't dig as much is probably where it's trying to ape like Flashdance. Where maybe that's what Jerry and you're saying. It's like it's it's kinda touristy where it's like poor like poor man's pornography like look at the mud they practice in look at the <laughs> look at the <laughs> shitty town that they're in i'm like hey that town looks pretty cool like you know, surrounded by you know lots of trees and it just looks like a cool city to pass through but they really are like making it seem like tom cruise lives on in like hell on earth and it would be like a <laughs> a banishment to like the ninth circle hell if he had to stay there and uh, it's kind of like office space if you watch office space now where I'm like, I don't know if that looks that bad. Like all these characters in this movie are saying, this is a hellish existence, and it's like, hey, it looks pretty laid back. Looks all right. Like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the movie totally sells me that uh, these people's lives are ruined uh, if this one thing doesn't happen. But clearly, that's what it's trying to do with the
1: you know, the big game. That works more from an ignorant perspective because. You know, as a high school kid, you know that probably is the world to him, and uh, means a lot more to him. But you know, as you age and you get older, you see that there's not that's not especially high school football. You know, the 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 chance to go to college, obviously, that's nothing to be shy about. But even then, honestly, I have my reservations about that because I have a college degree, and then I'm working in a factory, so it really. That's also
0: probably a product of its time, though, too, as far as that having more weight than it would now, as far as that piece yeah. of paper. Um, I don't know if this is a good thing, a progressive thing or not. Uh, it's a, it's a big hill of believability to get over, but Tom Cruise, uh, cornerback football star, which I do like that he says, like, hey, I'm too short, <laughs> short white guy. There's no <laughs> way I'm playing. They acknowledge that. Um, It's a plot point that his girlfriend and him have not had uh, physical relations yet. And I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's casting Tom Cruise, but I'm just like, I I don't know if this guy would be that noble to wait around. I feel like, I think...
1: (laughs) I'm a high school football player, (laughs) Maybe Maybe
0: it's my love of days to confuse, but I'm thinking uh, this guy's probably going to find something else to uh, get into. Um, I don't know if I like that or dislike that. Josh, what did you... Make that because that's also kind of subversive, I guess, for like what we'd expect of especially an 80s teen movie, what this character would be into or what he would put up with. I say, I say put up with, and I probably should, I'm gonna leave that in, but like he puts up with a woman that won't have sex with him. Like, how does he do it?
2: Uh, yeah, it's definitely out of the norm for like an 80s movie as far as what we see from not only just high schoolers in general, but a quote unquote jock. Um, that said, you know, I mean, I, I, I certainly think it's an okay perspective to put into a film, especially if you're trying to maybe make your character look a little bit more level headed, like he's thinking about the future and consequences of things versus just being a full meat headed jock that just <laughs> thinks about the now.
0: Uh, other than them, both these films having right in the title and uh, coming out on October 21st, 1983, uh, that it just comes about in our conversation is it seems like with the right stuff that this the sort of weird turns they take uh focusing so much on Chuck Yeager who was never actually in uh the 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 program um for so long seem to be off putting to us and i guess the maybe the more subversive stuff of this film which is a fairly generic teen high school uh, drama maybe helps it stick out uh i don't know jared do, i mean do you think this one has it had any sort of lasting power? I mean, other than that being like an early Tom Cruise movie, I don't think I knew too much about it specifically.
1: Well, no, definitely not in my, you know, limited movie experience. I, I remember seeing the, the, the box art or whatever, and, you know, Tom Cruise holding a football. But I had, you know, it's not one of those movies where it's like, oh, you've got to watch all the right moves. Like, I, I honestly, I had no idea what it was about other than football and Tom Cruise going into it. I yeah, I don't see any sort of lasting impact whatsoever.
0: I did like it better than the Outsiders, though.
1: Yeah, I, it's I say the football stuff just <laughs> the football stuff just seems more relatable and more um, more more down to earth, more realistic than some of the Outsiders stuff, which.
0: Is very much specific to its time, like exclusively that time.
1: Exclusively to that time period. Like I'm sure people that watch The Outsiders that are 60 or 70 years old would be able to relate to it much more so.
0: Now that being said, uh, Josh, are we even talking about this movie if if this is not just an early Tom Cruise role?
2: Probably not. That was about the time he was stepping into stardom. I I read a little trivia that – The director wanted him and Leah Thompson both to kind of go undercover um, and uh, into a high school (laughs) to kind of get the experience
0: work out for him.
2: (laughs) I think they said Leah Thompson lasted about four days before people figured out Hmm. that she was something Tom Cruise on the first day. uh, I think somebody said they recognized him from taps. So uh, this was during his initial kind of launching into stardom and probably because of the progression of how quickly he rose the following years. I think this movie has probably stayed in the the zeitgeist a little bit because of that. And, and probably enough people saw it. I do wonder, you know, in terms of films about, like, oh, I have to get this scholarship to get out of this podunk town. I wonder if this is one of the first or not. Because, I mean, if so, maybe it deserves more credit, because that's obviously been a plot point and trope reused many times since then. Uh, but maybe it's not, maybe it's not the first and maybe there's some things that predate this one, but uh, that could definitely give it some, some weight t- to the importance of it. I, I certainly agree that Tom Cruise's uh, stardom is probably what really kind of put this movie in the spotlight at all. As far as the, the, the character studies
0: that we're going to see with both these films, very different uh, as far as, uh, I think we're all sort of like struggling with the almost mythical status of some of the characters in particular, Chuck Yeager um, and the right stuff. But even the, uh, the astronauts themselves enter that program, you know, they are, they are paraded around as if, um, and I'm not belittling what they're doing, but they are set aside as you know, there's something special. They, you know, the title of the film, they have the right stuff. The only particular people could handle it. Um, do you think it's harder on those type of movies to, get that point across as we we were trying to, we we're struggling with trying to like relate to, to those people that do something that really do reshape history in the world, as opposed to like a Tom Cruise movie where it's probably relatable to almost anyone. I mean, you remove the football aspect, there's probably something that you're aspiring to. And there's that stress about whether or not, you are know, going to be able to accomplish something. Cause I, he's not, he's not saying I'm going to one day become an engineer who'll work for NASA. And then I will like be uh, on the moon. Like he's, he's basically saying like, I want to do this one thing that hopefully will lead to a life of other things. Yeah. And I just, I wonder about, you know, the difference between type of films that are showing you here's an established hero versus someone that, uh, you know, like, the the Lennon song, like a working class hero, someone's aspiring to have, uh, you know, if Tom Cruise's character becomes an engineer, that's not a movie unto itself. Him becoming an engineer is not, Worthy of becoming a right, right. I just, I, I wonder you know, what your all's preferences are as far as seeing someone like well, we're going to present to you, like First Man. Here's the story of Nil Neil Armstrong, versus here's the story of a guy who just wants to become an engineer.
2: Uh, I'll say for me personally, um, both are admirable, obviously. Um, but because of the fact that I can quote unquote possibly live the uh working class hero life of, um, trying to overcome certain obstacles just to reach uh, a very feasible, like uh, I'm going to get a certain education that way I can be successful, you know, have a family, what have you. Uh, what makes something like the right stuff striking to me is seeing these quote unquote space cowboys who are strapping themselves to rockets, <laughs> knowing that they could likely die. I'm like, I don't have an me to do that. Like, I don't, I don't understand what, what makes these guys tick because, uh, I would certainly <laughs> be the guy being I mean, like, uh, "How many people have done this? How many people have successfully done this and lived?" Because uh, I do not want to blow up
0: <laughs> on so my way is to that the moon. A failure of the film, or you think that's their intent to? No, not, that's their int- their their intent is to not allow you to sort of enter that headspace because it's something you can't really quantify
2: as far as why. Right, right. As I'm watching it literally the title the right stuff that that they are they are successfully relaying that because i'm like yeah i don't have the right stuff (laughs) i couldn't do that uh it takes a special type of person to do that so i i I find that more intriguing but they're both respectable and, and i'm glad that movies get made on both aspects
1: yeah, more one you know, it's just one's more relatable and one is more entertaining. You know, the the Tom Cruise is much more relatable. Um, uh, you know, everybody probably at that age, you know, has the aspirations, wanna be something, do something else, you know, go to college, make something of yourself. And then, you know, the Neil Armstrong aspect you were talking about is just somebody that has already achieved that and watching the process of it.
0: Do you so do you think that makes something like all the right moves harder to Stick out as an individual film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's not, it's, it's a story more about the condition than the story. Mm. If you know, if you understand, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. it's, it's more about, you know, how we are opposed to a singular case of what's actually happened in terms of like greatness.
0: Let me throw this out there. I don't have an answer for this. Let me throw this out there. Uh, is there a movie, uh, either one of you or, or both, that you really like that if you were to just, relay the story of it to someone saying Hey I really this is one of my favorite movies uh as you're relaying it you would it would kind of stick with you You're like well this this doesn't sound like it would be that great like this story is kind of simple but yet it's one of my favorites or something you revisit that it's not like special it's not about the right stuff it's not about someone landing on the moon or the attempts to get us to the moon is there is there one that you go back to that just has sort of a simple premise that just really speaks to you
2: uh for me which i i don't know that it really falls into like either of these categories or anything but i would say something like inside lewin davis or
0: uh it was about failure
2: like (laughs) yeah yeah uh i I, you know there's there's something about that type of story that intrigues me to no end and yeah it's if i have tried to explain that movie to a couple people trying to urge people to watch it and There's not a good way of explaining it to make it sound entertaining. It's just one of those things you have to watch it and and see. Uh, Being the movie layman, I really don't. (laughs) That's that's a question I
1: would have to uh, let marinate for a while. I'm not sure on what that pick would be for me. Jackass one, two, or three? Yeah, one of the jackasses probably I want to aspire <laughs> but actually, to actually you know breaking my bones. I, I,
0: I say that uh, in jest, but that actually probably fits strangely more in the right stuff category where it's like I don't understand why these people do these. I I don't have
2: that. There's I don't have that desire psychology to do that. There. Yeah. I cannot push a fish hook through my jaw just for somebody <laughs> else's entertainment. And I'm never and understand jump out being able to and jump out and let a shark darn near eat me. Yeah. Uh yeah. Okay, that sounds on brand for
0: sober cinema. The right stuff was uh, the jackass of its era. As far as which one deserves, you know, I would say probably the right stuff. America probably got wrong for that to be like a a box office failure, especially in that time. Because the whole criticism we're talking about is this would make a great TV miniseries. At that time, that would not have been financially viable with their effects work to put this on network television. So I guess uh, I would say the right stuff. I, I probably prefer it as a movie. But boy, if you ask me to rewatch one, I'm probably gonna rewatch uh, all the right moves. But yeah, I would say this time probably if that's our failure, uh, the country got it wrong. The right stuff probably should have uh, been considered more of a success than what it was. Uh, what about you, Jared?
1: Uh, part of me really wants to go with all the right moves simply for that uh, that theme song and the fact that it's an hour and a half. But you know, you're talking about American heroes, so three hours and 13 minutes be damned. I, you know, it's something that you need to, something that you need to watch and I'll, I'll be positive. I didn't realize, um, what kind of rock stars, you don't really put that into perspective until you actually see it like well, on now. film.
0: now cause they're just machines that we threw up there. You know, now yep. that's, it is, it, it truly has gone back to the engineers pushing buttons and probably rightfully so there's probably not mm-hmm. a need to put people into that amount of unknown, uh, because it doesn't really symbolize anything anymore. We're not you know, racing with the Russians to get up there. Uh, i tell you what, though. Uh, I wish they had shown us the right stuff in school because that would have taken up, what, a, a week of classes? <laughs> I'd
1: <I'll> say three, <laughs> three
2: classes worth.
0: And I would have enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, you bring up an excellent point, Jared. Probably the main takeaway from this will be the song for all the right moves. <laughs>
1: Well, you definitely got that uh, that in its favor. That wins over any song. I'm stuff. playing
0: it right now, Josh, as uh, as you speak to wrap it up here. Just know that your words are being uh, <laughs> played underneath all the right moves, the theme song. So go ahead, talk about the, the greatness of America and the flag. Do you
2: have all the right moves? Oh God, he's counting. Or do them. you have the right stuff?
0: I, you know what Are I have final edit so I'm just removing enough. the music and now uh, now we're just leaving you out there bare <laughs> ass and all just to hang
2: that's where I need to be baby that's it <laughs>
0: <laughs> at Sober Cinema <laughs>